Tiva Cards Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. This is where we go behind the scenes and try and figure out the thoughts that animate the actions of those who make the art possible. Those who make uh, a smile at the beauty of uh, of nuance. And uh, uh, we've all been told that timing is everything. And today we have someone who understands that much, much better than than most people. Um, the man who sets the rhythm of our heart going, Darshan Doshi. Uh, it is an honor and a pleasure to uh, uh, to be talking to you, Darshan. Thank I've you. Uh, been a long time fan of uh, of your playing the the taste and the nuance of, uh, of of what you do behind the drum kit is uh, a treat so thank you very much for your time thank you thank you sardak for having me and it's a pleasure to be here and yeah let's hope uh, you know we guys whoever is listening to us can have a great time uh, you know and i'm going to be sharing some cool stories and all the behind the scenes uh, stuff which happens in 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 music making that's brilliant uh, so uh, tell us let's begin from the beginning uh, uh, was it uh, did it all start with the pots and pans at home or, <laughs> or was that a little more formal it did it did actually but i started at a very young age i started at the age of 2 uh my father being a musician uh, shailesh doshi in from, from mumbai uh he was pretty much into the bollywood uh, side of uh, you know working with a lot of composers out here and also he had his own setup and me coming from a gujarati family he was also into a lot of navratri and you know the the whole hindi orchestra kind of a setup so the minute i was born uh, and uh, like he used to run this academy uh, he still runs an academy in mumbai in juhu which is called the manoranjan music classes and uh, so the the time i was born I, i every day every like about four days a week we had uh, he had classes at at my house and i used to see people playing drums you know learning tabla violin uh keyboard guitars everything was like you know it was buzzing from day one so <laughs> for me it was you know pretty uh, easy actually to just get into that uh, you know that environment and uh, some you know around the age of one and a half two he saw me playing uh, on the table like you know when the radio was on and i was kind of grooving to the uh, to the song and uh, since then he kind of understood that this guy has some rhythm in him and then obviously he started teaching me just the basics of you know just uh, gujarati like dandiya grooves and stuff to start off with and then uh, one sudden day he took me about uh, i think about 2 years as well he took me to a gig uh one of his gig and during the intermission uh i got this opportunity to sit on his drum kit uh, you know i was crying and my mother took me and just put me on the kit and uh, and that's it after that i didn't want to leave i didn't care if the curtain is going to open again and the people are going to watch me or anything i just was there and uh, with the minute they tried to put, put me out I, i started crying again and that's when my one of the promoters the organizer who was there he said why don't we start the show with him let let him play whatever he wants to play for 5 minutes and let's see how the crowd responses so yeah that's that's the way my first gig happened at the age of 2 and from there on it's just never you know kind of looking back and i always knew that i wanted to you know be a musician a drummer and then yes from there on it's been going on So it was always very clear in your head that music was a passion and a profession both the p's were taken care of by the music Absolutely absolutely there was no like there was no other yes i did my studies i did my commerce i did my co- you know college from from mitibai college out here uh, but the focus was always that you know just music you know practicing uh, close to 6 to 7 hours a day uh, learning different kinds of uh, percussion uh, i learned tabla for 10 years in, uh, you know from couple of gurus out here uh, so yeah it was always you know the focus was just to be around music and 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 to be as the best i can as a drummer you know on stage 
Uh, when you started, uh, uh, was there a was there a bit of a struggle period? Because considering the fact that uh, you know, uh, if you were to look at the music industry, it's uh, we we are very often told that it's a bit of a closed industry. Getting into it is a problem. The indie scene, of course, uh, has its own set of problems. So, uh, was that a little frustrating for you? Not at all, actually. I've been pretty uh, blessed, uh, you know, to say that uh, I've always been, I think, maybe at the right place at the right time because I remember around the age of eight or nine uh, when my father was doing a concert and, and uh, the amazing composers Kalyanji Anandji were there at that at that show. And uh, Kalyanji Bhai uh, saw me playing a, a short solo, same thing, like, you know, I was doing a Jugalbandi with a tabla player on that show. And he's like, man, I'm 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 putting out this uh, uh, the band called Little Wonders, which is going to be a band only by kids, and they're going to do a show, a three-hour show, uh, you know, just by kids. Whether it's dancers, whether it's musicians, whether it's singers, everybody's going to be kids. So he's like, he told my father, you know, you get him tomorrow to my music room, and I want to listen uh, listen to him again, and if if it's all works out, then I want him to be a part of the band. So. Bang on there at the age of eight. I'm there at Kalyanji Anandji's uh, music room where you know Mr. Amitabh Bachchan and who who who's who have been there. I'm seeing Filmfare Awards and whatnot. Like I'm I'm like wow man, this is what I I I want to be like. You know this is where I want like you know be around these kind of people. And then I then I see you know the, obviously that time they were very small. Like there was Sunidhi Chauhan, there was Javed Ali. They were all sitting behind Kalyanji uncle and uh, and you know they were all training under him and they were also part of this group called. Little Wonders. So that's where my uh, journey with Little Wonders started and I think I ended up from the 1994 to 2000 I ended up doing about 500 concerts with them all wow. around the world. We toured the uh, U toured US. I was 11 years old when I did my first US tour. Uh, uh, and uh, yeah, man. We played at Wembley, uh, you know, I, I kind of did everything in that the age group of 8 to uh, 16. So that was again that one part wherein, you know, I got to play with uh, industry musicians at a very young age. And uh, there on again, when I, when I was, I think, uh, about 19 or 20, I did a show um, in Mumbai and there Shankar Esa and Loy were kind of part of the, uh, the judging panel for the voice of Mumbai. And I was just doing the band for all the vocalists, uh, you know, like a, a supporting band. And they heard me and uh, this incredible uh, guitar player called Chandresh Kudwa, if you know, he's an amazing, amazing guitar player. So we both had set up a band uh, for that the, for that competition. And the minute we, we finished and we kind of, I was just getting down, Shankar Bhai comes up and he's like, Man, I'm, I really want to meet you tomorrow. Uh, this is my manager's number. Uh, come to Purple A Studios and we are setting up a new a band for Shankar Asanloy and I want you to kind of put it down. So that's where my journey with wow. SEL started. And, and from there on, it was just one by one, you know, somebody saw me with Shankar Bhai, then I started playing with Hari Aran, uh, with, uh, you know, somebody approached me from MTV. I set up the band for Leslie Lewis for Coke Studio. And from there on, it was just, you know, I pretty much played with, from AR Rahman to Preetam to Vishal Shekhar to Salim Suleiman to everybody pretty much in the business. So I'm for me, it's been very, I, I never had to struggle as such because I, I, I always feel that, I think if you are true to your art, if I just do something with, with complete conviction, and if, whether it's Bollywood music or pop music or fusion music, I don't really uh, differentiate them. When I go on stage, it's 200% me giving my best. Whether it's even if I have to play a bhajan on stage, I will be do, doing that uh, at the best I can. So I think that's what has taken me to this level today where I'm, I'm able to perform with such a wide variety of artists in, in this industry. 
you know and and that's the thing i mean what really really excites me is that the timeline of your of your music is so chock full of just phenomenal talent i mean on the one side uh, uh, there's of course the manohari singhs of the world and the charanjit singhs of the world yes. you know uh, uh, bollywood legends in that way who are sort of very underrated legends i mean uh, not too many people would probably know that most of the saxophone lines that rd barman had put down were actually manohari singh absolutely and he he was a phenomenal live musician um and on the other side there were of course the louis banks of the world the, the gary lawyers the sanjay divechas you know so the, the take us through the scene uh, that was uh, that was the mumbai music scene at the time when you entered i mean you know not just as a not just as a musician who was participating but also someone who was going through the paces of learning the music as well i'm sure that must have been very exciting as well Yes absolutely as you said for me uh, till the age of about 15 or 16 I was completely into the bollywood scene like I had no clue about uh, Dave Veckel I had no clue about any of these jazz cats uh, and then suddenly one day I uh, my father took me to a concert by Ustad Zakir Hussain and um, suddenly on the drums i see the amazing uh, and my mentor and my guru Mr Ranjit Barot of course and i'm like <clears throat> okay Okay. I never thought that the drums would be played like this, and just the power he had and the Absolutely. way he played, I was completely blown. Like you know, and uh, and before that, I had I think only seen Dennis Chambers because he had come to uh, to Mumbai for a Zildjian Symbols uh, clinic, and that's the only time I had seen Ranjit Barod, uh, Dennis Chambers, and Sivamani, who three of them played at at uh, in Mumbai, I think in about ninety six or ninety seven. so for me to see that such uh, in such close proximity and then my father took me after the show to meet ranjit bhai and uh, so i met him and you know uh, and then my father said that you know he's a drummer and like you know he's he wants to take it professionally now into you know and he wants to learn under you so and 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 straight away ranjit sir said that you know i've been listening about this guy because you know by then i was in the limca books of records and my you know there were a lot of interviews and you know i was there in the press as well and stuff like that so he some somewhere had obviously heard about me that there's this kid who's who's playing drums and stuff like that so he's like yeah i was just waiting for him to uh, you know to come to me because i've heard about him and uh, you know i would love to you know train him and stuff like that and that's it from there on i started uh, uh, learning under him and that's when i actually this whole uh, the world of jazz fusion world music opened up for me because uh, and then i was like man this is exactly where i want to play because uh, I, i had pretty much done all kinds of stuff with bollywood stuff like playing bollywood music and as much as i could learn from bollywood but then drum kit being a western imp- instrument i need to go back to the masters like you know listening to billy cobham listening to tony williams listening to buddy rich and uh, because my father being in the indian scene i was not kind of uh, given that from a early age so i i got to know that pretty little late in the day for me mm-hmm. i was still about 14 15 when i got to know about buddy rich and stuff so uh then yes uh, he gave me like two big bags of cd's obviously we had cd's back then and uh, he's you know there was a computer outside outside his office and he's like you know uh, get a bunch of b- blank cd's and the first 3 months your job is to basically just listen to these 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 albums and oh. then we'll meet after 3 months my I'm god like okay 
so that's, yeah that's mr barrett there that's, i mean exactly exactly so he's like before even if i teach you anything i want you to first listen to how the drums and the how the masters have played you know back in the day and how it it has come from you know from the 1940s 50s to now all the way to 2000 so so yeah that that was a great learning experience and plus for me being in a studio uh, you know all the time seeing mr banks um carl peters sridhar parthasarthi um and also the greats like yeah rehman anu malik everybody was used to come to that studio which is called the nirvana studio it was called the nirvana studio and uh, thanks to him i used to assist him i used to you know set up drums for him i used to sound check for him so from there on it was just you know being around these kind of people you know and that's when i met uh, usa again taufik qureshi ji where i started playing with him uh, as a part of his band called mumbai stamp and then we did a lot of recordings for preetham and all kinds of uh, you know music directors so so as i said you know it for me it it went step by step you know and it just lined up so well that in the last 25 years i have played from the kalyanji ananjis bapileri to today's vishal mishra amal malik and everybody so it's <laughs> it's nothing that i can complain about it's been amazing and i think the, you, you know the, the the thing with i i guess the thing with the uh, being with these people is uh, is the importance of listening as education no i mean in these times of uh, really short attention spans etc i think the importance of listening is being undermined a little no absolutely absolutely my first actually if you go to see uh in in the in the last 15 years of me being with ranjit barot i would have maybe learned about six to seven exercises Mm-hmm. but it's just about listening as you said you know yeah. just being in that room seeing what he's doing uh you know just my, all my inform everything that i learned from him was through just listening to him and there's so much wisdom in everything that he says that you know it's like if you every time every time i want to recharge myself after a long tour or something i just go and meet him and i know that i'm going to be recharged because you know it's very important to you know put yourself around these kind of people who've seen the business who've seen the industry and that really takes you to the next level because it's not just music part of it it's also a lot of business part of it and you understand when you meet these people that how they work and how they've survived uh in the industry even you know somebody like ranjit barot who was out of work after the 85 86 period where electronic drums came into the picture programming started happening there was no live gigs there was there was no live sessions happening for drummers So to survive that and then again come back, bounce back in 2000 and then now play for John McLaughlin is incredible. Oh, yes. So oh, yes. these are the people who really inspire me. People like Ustad Zakir Hussain, Ranjit Barot, Shankar Mahadevan, Salim Merchant. These are my inspirations and and that's why I just you know look up to them. And whenever I feel that you know uh, oh I, I've done enough, I'm like okay, you've not even close to where you got to be. So you know every day get up. Uh, hustle and you know put yourself out as much as possible from doing good stuff i i also think that uh, you know there's a there's a bit of a problem with the whole bollywood name nomenclature in that way you know uh, a lot of people tend to sort of thumb their nose at yes. bollywood music saying oh he's doing but the thing is that you know as you said all of the names that you're talking about the fact that shankar mahadevan actually sings for remember shakti with john mclaughlin who's one of the greatest uh, musicians that we have um, you know ehsan uh, nurani has his own signature uh, uh, line of uh, fender guitars you know and they're all doing their music music and and right now i think i, I think the uh, the fact that there's a lot of experimentation going on in the in the whole commercial for lack of a better way of explaining it the the whole commercial space is actually quite exciting uh, if one were to look at it no 
absolutely i think especially after the pandemic it's even opened up a lot uh, i have done so many collaborations in the last 2 years just being at home being in my studio with all kinds of genres whether it was working with somebody like hashal malik kolgade for our individual album uh, you know working with you know uh, incredible percussion is like bc manjunath what we did for team akash oh, uh, you know with uh, with ojasadia and again an amazing uh, uh, tabla player uh, swaminathan selva ganesh who's an incredible kanjira player uh, you know i worked with kaushiki chakrabarti for a for a uh for a, for a song that we did for ustad zakir husain so i got to do like a wide variety of stuff in the in the in, in the pandemic because obviously the film music was not going uh, there was no recordings there were there were no concerts uh, so yeah it's been it's been amazing and i think now the independent scene is really really opening up in a big way even in the film space now uh, uh, thanks to this whole digital platforms that have come up uh, no longer people are like just only want to work with the the biggies uh you know if you are doing good music if you're doing uh, you know music which connects with people i think there is a uh, an industry completely open for newcomers as well now and uh, those days are gone where you have to really run behind the you know the the t series and the the sony musics and all that i think it's uh, the youtube has again opened up uh, uh, you know the the scene for everybody you can put your music out and if you're doing it the right way with you know with complete heart and hard work i'm sure it will be heard by the right people at the right time there there is one question though that uh, that i do want to ask you considering that you do straddle uh, uh, you know both both the worlds in that way uh, the fact that a lot of people who are uh, popular because of bollywood are also making uh, a music on their own as well which is the original music uh, which is being pushed quite aggressively by the platforms themselves uh you know uh, is there also in that way a risk of undermining uh, talent that might not have the the name of bollywood but might have the talent of music that might be a little higher than uh, uh, th- than their marketing capabilities you think uh, you think that's a that's a bit of a fear of uh, of the straddling of the of the words see that's going to that's going to surely happen because say like uh, say like an example like a shalmali kholgade who's all, who's actually a bollywood name first when she yeah. entered but yeah. now she's uh, she's only doing work as shalmali and com- putting out her uh, albums and her music uh, the way what she wants to do uh, obviously compared to somebody who's just entering the market obviously shalmali will have a upper hand because people already know her as a uh, as a celebrity as a as a singer as a as a composer so that's obviously going to happen but i feel even uh, even artists who are not actually into bollywood are becoming pretty big nowadays i i've seen so many bands that i've been seeing you know, whether it's uh, say like something like a yellow diary or you know or even a pratik kuhar or uh, this new singer called pk like i've been seeing so many good um, some new names which are popping up now which have nothing to do with bollywood at all mm. Hmm. so uh, there is a scope for it it's just that nowadays uh, it's important uh, not just the music part of it but how you market yourself exactly it's it's become very important like you know i've been uh, you know talking to people from spotify from gana from uh, from savan and you know you go, get to understand that it's not just about okay म्यूजिक बन गया रेडी है अभी अभी करने का क्या लाइक दैट दैट नॉट मेनी पीपल नो अबाउट लाइक यू नो एंड दैट्स वेयर इवन माय वाइफ शैनन डोनाल्ड हुज हुज एन इनक्रेडिबल सिंगर ही इज बीन शी इज बीन ट्रेनिंग अ लॉट ऑफ न्यू अपकमिंग सिंगर्स वेयर इन शी इज नॉट जस्ट टीचिंग द सिंगिंग पार्ट ऑफ इट बट हाउ टू स्टार्ट 
songwriting you know and how to go about the whole process and and then later once the the final product is ready then what are the steps to to put it out the right way yeah. so it's a, it's a complete process and people need to also understand that it's not just about how much money you can put obviously if you have the money that's great you can put out for a little bit for marketing as well but doing the music the right way first thing that is important and then obviously you should be aware of all these things which are very very important in today's time uh also i think uh, there's of course the creative aspect of it uh, where uh, the whole oh we're making such beautiful music is uh, is one and then there's the hammer and tongs aspect of it where the bills keep coming every month and you need to pay for them absolutely uh, so uh, and of course uh, uh, i mean uh, i'm sure you'll also agree that bollywood is not a the, the the commercial music scene is not an easy one to break into so uh, what would be your advice to people starting off as musicians uh, or taking up music as a profession what should their steps be see firstly the most important thing is to put hard work bro because the 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 scene currently what i'm watching in 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 the upcoming generation is that everybody just wants to learn for 2 3 years and they feel that we are ready to get into the industry it just doesn't work like that man you know uh, it takes many many hours of practice riyaz to firstly become a good artist you know forget about getting into the industry first you know just your art is firstly very very important so you need to spend a lot of hours getting that getting that thing right secondly you need to understand that where in which way are you going to work out if you go into the commercial way then obviously there are a lot of things which comes into the picture you you need to be versatile as well as a musician or as a singer because today when i go for a recording i i might be thrown into a rock song or a pop song or a or a sufi song or you know a reggae song or whatever it is like you know i need to be ready with everything in my bag i can't just go to the studio and say sorry i'm i'm not able to do this so right. uh that's one thing that you need to be very aware of and then secondly obviously you need to put out your work in a way uh for me putting out work has to be quality it can't be just for the sake of just that everybody's putting something on instagram and facebook i'm going to put it as well it needs to be shot well it needs to be at least decently uh you know recorded well and and mixed well so that at least when you when people listen to it it sounds like a pro product you know and then nowadays i think it's uh, a lot of composers are open to you know sharing those things with them whether it's you know uh, salim merchant now starting his own record company which is merchant records and you know they are also promoting not just their music but all kinds of artists on that platform uh, you know there is uh, SEL doing so much work where Ehsan again listens to so many amazing singers on Instagram nowadays and you can connect to him so there are a lot of these different platforms where you can connect to the composers and at least put down your work and then I'm sure if they like it you know I'm sure they will get back to you uh, uh, when it come, when when the time is right but uh, there are no excuses now that you know that oh I don't have the right uh, uh, I don't know I don't know anybody in in the industry or I don't know somebody to you know get me in it's not now it's just your work has to speak for yourself as simple as that if you're doing good stuff it will reach some day you know I, i've seen singers like jonita gandhi who who were just youtube uh, sensations and suddenly oh. now they are singing with ar rahman and they they are they become such a big name so from youtube artists they've become you know if they can come you know being in canada she can do so much amazing work uh, in in this industry then why not somebody from india absolutely uh, but it's very interesting that you say uh, you know you you underline the importance of hard work because you know this is another question that i uh, that i had in mind uh, which was that the fact that social media is uh, building up stars almost every hour you know 
and it's only the output that is showing you know it's the final product that's showing and there's actually no literally no outtakes about how many times you've missed the beat how many times you've <laughs> you've lost rhythm you know so you th- do you think this this whole obsession with uh, instant stardom this whole um, a social media hype is actually undermining the importance of hard work uh, that that actually goes into the making of a good musician first and foremost absolutely there's no doubt about it when people are only inter- rest in 30 seconds and 60 seconds you can in, you can imagine where the music is actually heading mm-hmm. because as you said you don't know how many times uh, that guy has uh, you know done his retakes to get those 60 seconds right and obviously then added some filters and all the defects to make it look great so it's it's unfortunate that you know we uh, we are currently in this zone where you know even the the time spam of the the concentration of people listening has gone down drastically you know where one there was a time when people used to listen for hours and hours a classical concert or you know listening to pandit bhimsen joshi and stuff like that and nowadays it's like even they are even in the classical they are even in the classical shows when you go uh, you know the organizer said bhai aap aadhe ghante mein 10 minute ala bajaiye aur fir ho gaya khatam so you can imagine what's what's the scenario currently right now unfortunately that has gone uh, really down and that's the only scary part right now as you said uh, stars are born just very instantly and uh, there's no hard work there's just you know 2 3 years of just learning everything from youtube and they think that it's it's it's, it's amazing and that's the way to go but unfortunately bro that that will not last a long time they will come and go very very quickly you know so the only people who will survive as as musicians and uh, as singers and you know whatever work you do in the industry is going to be the people who really spend that much time in the scene Uh, that's the only way and uh, the more you do that the more you will understand because see, at the end of the day when you play a 3 hour concert straight on, on on day one some anybody will come to know how much hard work you've put correct absolutely so now today for a drummer to play a 3 hour concert on a click track <laughs> man you know you you have to practice there is no other way out to do that there's no other absolute and and every every band today every uh, you know artist that i play with everybody performs on click nowadays so if you've not done your training in 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 that specific way you will be fired not even on you won't even reach the gig you will be fired on during the rehearsal itself Jean. so so that's what it is so uh, f- frankly i have i've understood that the people who are putting out that much hard work and and time i'm i'm sure they will get their dues whether it's today or tomorrow so don't leave that man because j- being a being an instagram influencer is really nothing man it anybody can be like like you know anybody can do that nowadays but to be a musician and, and especially for your work to to speak for yourself that's going to t- you know it will take some time but uh, you'll be remembered for the for the for the longest time you know and and i think the music for the sake of music you know the uh, joy for the sake of joy i, I was talking to some uh, students who are doing their phd in music from uh, from gandharva mahavidyalaya and they used to tell me this phrase which was saki sadhana which was that they would spend a whole month only mastering sa not even re you know exactly. so that's the level of commitment that is actually required if if the sadhana is there in that way um, but uh, you know with the amount of work that's coming your way and the, with, with the amount of work that you're doing does it sometimes get routine for you uh, uh, darshan do you sometimes uh, feel a little robotic doing it uh, what gives you more satisfaction so sarthak i have always uh, you know obviously done a good quantity of work but um, uh, for me my usp has always been that i've always pushed myself in different different genres and with different different artists 
so that even if i'm playing with a specific artist i know that tomorrow if say today i'm playing with salim suleiman day after i might play with shankar asan loy then i will be doing a recording for preetam then again i'll be playing for purban chatterjee then again i'll be playing for niladri or whatever so uh, for me i i keep on challenging myself with different different genres so that i'm not in the safe zone ever like, mm. like I, i never feel like a routine at all because if if i was only playing with one band that's what again a lot of people ask me why do you know uh, what what are your opinions about playing with one setup uh, and you know playing one music so as 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 you said that it becomes a little boring because after you do 200 concerts with the band you're playing the same songs again and again and again uh there is a limit as a drummer i can do some stuff uh, musically after after a point and i think after a couple of years you you really can't do much about it unless the 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 main composer is ready to really revamp his uh, set every couple of years which never happens because you know they, those are the certain hits that he has to play because that's what he is called for so for me i've i've always tried to push myself uh, you know either playing fusion music or jazz music when there is a challenge like even even uh, a few weeks back i just re- finished uh, the, the darshan doshi trio tour which i did in five cities uh, you know five clubs that i played in uh, and again that is the music which challenges me you know because there is just three people on stage uh you know there is uh, there are only musicians in the crowd who, who are <laughs> listening to us and uh, and just the fun of uh, now finally able to play songs uh, by Dizzy Gillespie or uh, or uh, you know somebody like a Dave Wackel and finally able to play that on stage and play the music i really love is something which is which i was really craving for and now finally i have kind of started doing the darshan doshi collective the darshan doshi trio where the minute i feel that i'm gone into that uh, safe zone i i just push myself to to do this because this is like basically that edge of the seat thriller you are like for 90 minutes you are just on fire you're just trying to push yourself you know uh, you know musically and uh, obviously drumming wise there's a lot of hard work which goes into just putting out those 90 minutes and that is the challenge that i i really uh, you know want to push myself to do that so as i said working with different genres working with different artists if you do that then for sure you know you, you never get bored and for me i've never seen this as work ever in my life for me this is i'm on a holiday where and i'm just enjoying myself i'm able to play drums and make money and you know to to go around the world and meet such incredible musicians and crowd that's that that's the thing that keeps me going man every day Darshan, music right now is becoming a uh, quite internalized. I mean, people are sitting in their bedrooms and their living rooms and making music. It's all about consuming music with headphones and making music, which is singer songwriter, single person, etc. Your chosen instrument is, by definition, something that goes on a big stage with a big sound. Uh, uh, is there is there a little bit of a dichotomy in the current music scene that is there and the music that you pursue? <laughs> there is malab in the sense obviously that will that will obviously keep happening because see nowadays the the, the studio scene has become like everybody has a home studio uh, uh, yeah. uh, nowadays like and it's very easy to record and stuff like that so for me uh, luckily i've always have had my own studio which is called the click here in mumbai and uh, i always want I, i during this pandemic also i felt that you know whatever said and done how much ever you you, you talk about these virtual things virtual gigs and stuff 
I don't think it's going to work on the, in the long <laughs> in the long run for sure because there's no energy, there's no response, right? And uh, you know, I we also set up a band which was called Live and In, in Sync, which was uh, done during the pandemic, where we were four musicians playing from different cities at the same time, wow. without without any kind of uh, latency. So. Uh, we we i've done all kinds of these things but there is absolutely nothing which can beat being on stage in front of 20000 people or even 30 people in in that club to just cheer for you and even the smallest thing that you you play or you do is like is been reacted to that's something that you will never get in virtual performances at all so uh i think this was just a phase where obviously everybody was home we were not able to step out and we still had to work and get you know some kind of bread and butter going so you know we all went into this whole virtual uh, world but uh, there is absolutely no comparison to the to the live scene you know that will never ne- that will never die i feel finally of course uh, you know the the whole thing about the new normal being uh, sitting in front of a screen and and consuming whatever art it is that you want to consume uh, in that way with someone who's uh, so obviously passionate about uh, going on stage and performing uh, uh, to people right in front what do you see as the future of live music i think live music will will always be there because there is uh, you know as much as you want to you know at the comfort of your home you want to see certain stuff you know at the end of the day it's not netflix or amazon prime or you know you can see maybe a dvd or a concert on on on, on your tv but the experience of you know being in front of an instrument like when you when i go to a club and when i'm 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 in right in front of the drum kit or i'm i'm in right in front of the guitar amp That, that that is something which is not you know that that can't be replaced man that is that 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 uh, you know that feeling can never be replaced like i i remember i watched um uh, about three back to back concert which was a uh, bruno mars ariana grande and coldplay in paris a few years back wow and i still i still dream about those concerts i still dream about how bruno sang that specific song or how that drummer played that specific fill how did aaron spears play that fill with ariana or you know how the coldplay band the the, the guitar player the like it's this completely uh, something that cannot be replaced and it cannot yes i enjoy watching them they are music videos on on tv but that's about it but if i ever want to see them live i i'm, I'm 100% sure that's something that every uh, i think uh, 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 a person who really is into music or who's also a fan of just listening to music would want to see these guys live because there is a different effect when you see somebody like a ustad zakir husain on stage oh, yes. that you will that uh, there is something divine about it i don't know i always felt that because i always when i see uh, zakir bhai on stage it's like there is uh, there is some kind of a god who's there in front of you uh, somebody sent him like he's just a, a body who's uh, you know doing the job but it's been played from up above you know so that's that that's the feeling that uh, i feel no- nothing will be uh, ever be be replaced i i'm sorry i i thought that would be the last question but the fact that you said aaron spears playing for ariana grande it just triggered something in my head which was you know the fact that uh, that far too often because of an image we uh, tend to ignore uh, music from a certain genre or something we we tend to uh, you know put labels to music which tend to sort of make us uh, you know uh, deaf to 
to sound. And I think as soon as you rip the labels off is when you can actually literally appreciate the sound. So it's it's important to listen to music per se and not to label it, no? Absolutely, absolutely. It's like, for me, I, I'm very happy that I was born in a generation where obviously there was no YouTube, there was no Instagram, there was no Facebook. And uh, we were given this music to just listen to. And sometimes we had to also figure out uh, what that person is playing or, or how is he playing. or uh, And that's where I feel the sound of each, uh, because I'm a drummer, I'll talk about drummers, that uh, when I listen to a Dave Weckl recording even today or if I listen to uh, you know a Winnie Kaliuta or a, or, a, or, a, or a Steve Smith I just know that it's that person because I've, I've, I've heard those albums so well uh, and that audio thing is gone inside your, your system that you know that sound really really well and that's where you really kind of connect to that person so so deeply. Uh, which in today's time is kind of becoming a little difficult uh, because as you said, you know, not that much listening is happening. A lot of watching is happening, but uh, I feel listening is, is extremely important. You know, any any art form, anything that you do, uh, it's very important to, you know, break down certain times. You, you might really love a track, but when you actually start breaking down a, a specific album or a specific song, there's so much to learn. You know, there's so much to learn from all these amazing artists. And that's what really, you know, listening to, to, to all these incredible people and incredible music have really taught me even today. Man, I mean, yeah, it's uh, the lyricism of, of what you say is equal to the lyricism of what you play as well. That's absolutely fantastic. And of course, uh, you know, what you've said is phenomenal, but those little three seconds of silences when you were uh, imagining yourself in front of the guitar app and front of the, those, <laughs> those have spoken very, very, very loudly as well. And uh, of course, uh, may the music sound out as loud and as beautiful as it has for so many years. Uh, Darshan, it's been absolutely fabulous having this conversation. I've learned quite a lot from this conversation. So thank you for sharing uh, so openly and so generously uh, of the experience that you have gained. It's been absolutely wonderful. Thank you very much. Pleasure. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. And I really had an amazing time, you know, with you. And uh, very, very few times you get to interact, uh, you know, uh, where people really ask you some good questions. Otherwise, it's always been the, uh, you know, the, the same stuff. But it's, it's it's been amazing to talk to you. And, and, I, and I hope I can do this again sometime. Thank you. Darshan, is there any way uh, that people can find you uh, on the internet? Are you, are you active on social media, etc., etc.? Absolutely, very much. You can uh, just search for Adarate Darshan Doshi Official. That's my YouTube channel as well. Uh, and uh, there's a lot of amazing stuff actually coming. I'm coming out with a live album of this five series tour that I recently did. So the Darshan Doshi trio will be will be putting out a, a live album very very soon. And there will be a lot of video content also out from these uh, shows that I recently did. So do follow me on Instagram and on YouTube as well. Important, very important because uh, sound, it just makes everything so much more bearable. And we can certainly do it more bearable. Uh, thank you very much, Darshan, uh, for this. Uh, the Teamwork Arts Podcast, ladies and gentlemen, you know what to do. Uh, follow us uh, on Instagram as well. Just uh, search for Team TWA Podcast. Uh, you you will find us. Uh, the Teamwork Arts uh, um, uh, website is, is also available. The YouTube channel is also available. And of course, do tell us what you think about what we do because it's important. We live for validation. Thank you. Thank you very much for listening what's happening next for that you'll just have to follow us on social media thank you very much for this